This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. My guest today is David Corrigan. David joined Allsight in 2016 to help establish it as the leader in customer intelligence management. He has 18 years of experience in enterprise software and has launched and grown successful product businesses within startups and large software vendors. David led product management at DWL and was instrumental in the formation of the customer data integration or MDM market. MDM is also known as master data management. And this MDM market was later acquired by IBM. Prior to joining Allsight, David led product management and marketing at IBM Big Data and Analytics, where he launched the MDM market, IBM's big data platform, and its self-service data platform. David has an MBA from Schulich School of Business, which is one of the top 10 global MBA program ranked by Forbes. This is Rajiv. Welcome to our data podcast, David. Yeah, Rajiv, thanks for having me. It's funny you mentioned school. That seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same for me. After my bachelor's in computer science in 2004, it felt like I was there yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be here, and thank you for having me today. Thank you. I used to listen to your podcast on big data analytics during your time at IBM. It was very enlightening for me. Would you like to share how your experience there helping you in your role at Allsight, and what do you think the big data and analytics is trending toward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. Um, you know, there's a lot of new technology uh, on the market, um, and having been you know around since like you know a, a lot of that was launching at companies like IBM and and others, the big data market has gone through a lot of transformation. Um, there was an awful lot of promise and hype about what could be done with new technologies like Hadoop and now new ones like Spark and machine learning. And then as customers and organizations actually engage with those technologies, um, it it starts to become clear what it can and can't do and the ways that it needs to mature. Um, And I think that's exactly where we're at in the market right now in terms of a lot of organizations have instances of Hadoop that they call data lakes. They put a lot of data into them. They're trying to analyze uh, that information, but the data isn't really all joined together into a proper context around Uh, many different types of business entities like customers or products or um, assets, etc. And that's been a challenge uh, for a lot of data scientists. So while there's still, I think, tremendous promise about what big data can do, um, there's still an awful lot of work to be done uh, to mature those technologies and platforms to be able to meet business needs. Wow. This new term I heard called the Customer 360. Based on my research, it's used in many different contexts. What do you think it means, Uh, and how is it different from Intelligent Customer 360? Where does the world of data, big data, cloud computing, and science fit in there? Yeah, so Customer 360 is an old term, and I would also say an overused one. So there can be Mm -hmm. a lot of confusion around (laughs) that. Um, My my professional career stretches back to the beginning of the customer data integration or master data management market, and 
it was presented as the customer 360, um, the answer to it. And it was at one time. It's just that the customer 360 is a constantly moving target. Um, It always means the same thing, which is to know everything about a customer. But everything is what's changed with this uh, world of big data that we live in. There's big data, uh, transactional type data to be incorporated in a customer 360, um, unstructured information like interactions and emails that comprise the customer journey, things that don't fit into the old uh, generation of structured data systems. Um, And of course, a lot of other solutions use the term customer 360, like CRM and analytics tools. And they'll talk about having a customer 360. The truth is they need the customer 360 uh, in order to function or to to fulfill their purpose. But actually constructing and building the customer 360 is the job of, of something else. And what I've seen in the marketplace and with the new technologies, Rajiv, that you were talking about, like Hadoop and Spark and Big Data, Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for a new era of customer 360 that's based on a flexible and scalable um, data um, infrastructure like Big Data platforms and Spark and Hadoop, but also combines the ability to analyze data and to infer things uh, about the customer, new intelligent data attributes that really ought to be stored on a customer 360, but are locked inside data sets that sometimes organizations have never brought together uh, before. That's what I think this this new era or the frontier of customer 360 is is about now, uh, which is synthesizing or bringing together all these um, fragments of data into a much more complete customer 360 and then analyzing it to infer things like sentiment or potential life events, and then plugging in the existing analytics that organizations have for segmentation and micro-segmentation or next best action with a much deeper understanding of who the customer is uh, that enables much more intelligent and precise actions to be taken at the customer level. Which use cases are people trying to solve in their organization for customer data? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question because uh, we've seen quite a few different use cases, but they all relate to one overarching concept, which is the customer life cycle, either acquiring new customers or growing and expanding the relationship with existing customers or cross-selling in more into those customers and retaining your most valuable customers. So we've seen uh, some of the clients that we're dealing with um, here at Allsight very much focused on the prospect-to-customer part of that life cycle journey and understanding prospects and interactions and, and quotes and relationships uh, that, have ha- that they've had and doing things like abandoned shopping cart um, abandon quote analysis and following up on those to convert them to customers. Uh, We've worked with other organizations that are very interested in the customer experience and improving that um, and for the purpose of retention. So maybe deeply understanding the digital to assisted or in-person customer journey. Why do people go on websites and then go to one of our stores or call one of our representatives? Is there something that could be optimized uh, within the digital experience to keep them within a digital channel, or perhaps we'll find out for certain sub-segments that we actually want to encourage that type of omni-channel interaction, and there's a way to optimize it. It's really exciting to me because organizations that are starting to bring this this customer 360 and a deeper understanding of not just individual customers, but how they're all related to one another, can suddenly start challenging um, some of their assumptions, like 
uh, we want to keep everybody in a digital channel. And well, maybe you don't actually. Maybe there are subsegments that you want to um, get to call you or visit one of your stores because it's actually much higher, um, you know, likelihood that you would sell them uh, a product or more product uh, if you do so. You can only get to that type of insight when you first have that customer 360 that's intelligent uh, to to help you answer those questions. So it's so it's in a way to avoid customer churn at, at the same time get more customer is that right it is i mean it's it, organizations would like to do all of those things um they typically tend to focus on one area you know if the, it could be retention um and the customer experience um first um other organizations that we've dealt with have focused more on how do we acquire more and convert at a higher rate from prospects um it depends on the specific business challenges that that they're facing but they typically tend to start with one and then grow into other aspects of the customer life cycle do you have any cool stats related to intelligent customer 360 yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of stats, um, you know, and I would actually in, encourage to, we publish a lot of content, um, you know, learning content about customer intelligence management and the Customer 360 on our website, um, allsite.com. Um, so there may be some useful uh, stats there. There are some shocking ones. So you talked about big data uh, technology uh, and Hadoop mm-hmm. and, and data lakes, which is sort of the in vogue term. Gartner is actually predicted by uh, the end of 2018 that up to 90% of data lakes could be useless. Um, That's a very bold prediction. Um, And the reason for that um, is that most data scientists and analysts using the lake are power users, and it's a small number of them, and they spend up to 80% of their time just fixing data, um, trying to figure out how to join it and stitch it together. Um, these are the things that, that a customer 360 or customer intelligence management can do for them around the customer domain, which we have seen to be probably the most important uh, data domain or place to focus um, across many different industries from banks to insurance companies uh, to retailers and it's short that shortcuts a huge amount of work and it gets your analysts actually analyzing um, and and using the data versus just trying to put it all uh, together um there are many uh, other metrics about well why would you do this in the first place you know about um, the likelihood of you know a customer churning when uh, specific uh, you know things happen to them in the customer experience um, you know or the fact that customers tell each other about these things you know that uh, when you have a bad experience maybe only one out of 26 customers will actually even contact an organization to say I've had a bad experience to allow them to maybe fix it the other 25 out of 26 don't communicate at all but they're very likely to churn or leave Um, and the clues are there they're in the data that an organization already has uh, but is not using at all I mean, if you can stitch that together and start to read those clues more coherently through a customer 360, that puts you as a company in a position to actually do something about it proactively versus just sort of reactively running churn reports and seeing customers walk out the door. You're a leader in pioneering master data management. So how does master data management provide customer 360? How is it even related? Yeah, that's uh, an interesting question. I'm glad that you uh, asked. Uh, it's another one of those questions where I sort of mm-hmm. age myself and as a pioneer. <laughs> in the, um, uh, but it has been a while. But I did have the uh, the fortunate position to be right at the beginning of that market in the late 90s when it was not even called customer data integration and to see it evolve. And 
at that time, uh, it was the best answer to getting a customer 360. Um, it was able to bring structured data from different sources together and match it and to even master that data across different systems. But uh, the world has changed dramatically since the late 90s and the 2000s, and all of the unstructured and big data that should be part of a customer 360, a full understanding of the customer, just doesn't fit inside MDM systems. Uh, I've seen MDM analysts at Gartner and Forrester acknowledging that and even saying, well, a 360 is actually something broader than a master data domain, be it for customer or product or asset or, or whatever. 360 means everything. Master data just means the core data that must be mastered across systems. Um, so really, MDM still has a, a role to play in mastering data, and it's a great starting point for a customer 360. Um, so if an organization has a customer master, then you would begin there. But then we bring in other information, uh, emails and, and omni-channel interactions and transactions and analytic I insights. All of that needs to be synthesized into a, a more robust and actionable customer 360. So MDM still has a role to play for organizations that, that have it. It should be leveraged. But the customer 360 has sort of grown and evolved to mean something uh, different. Would you please share a few ways we can connect with you professionally or social media? Oh, sure. Um, love to have folks uh, reach out and connect uh, via LinkedIn. Um, so it would be David Corrigan, C-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And if you're looking for me on LinkedIn, that's just uh, linkedin.com slash in slash David hyphen Corrigan hyphen C360 for customer 360. Uh, or on Twitter, um, love to connect and share ideas and thoughts uh, with any of your listeners. Uh, it's just at D Corrigan. Um, so happy to connect with anyone. Wonderful. Thank you, David. Okay, so. Yeah, thanks, Rajiv, mm -hmm. for having me. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2k5, at Shabnam Khan2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2k5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.